0: Listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown. From ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready! We're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back everyone. Today I am joined by Atena Sade, a spiritual healer and wellness coach. Atena is known for her impactful transformational healings and breakthrough sessions that combine multiple techniques, including hypnosis, Reiki energy healing, breath work, and deep guided meditations. She is committed to educating people on how to shift their identities towards becoming who they truly desire to be and guiding them through the journey. Atena, welcome to The Catalyst.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome.
0: So let's just dive in. One of the changes you're most passionate about is shifting people's perspective about unconditional love and embracing it as a
1: core teaching. Why is that? Basically, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I had my own personal experience learning that even though I was a very happy person, I took care of myself, I thought I loved myself. I caught myself in a moment where life became somewhat unbearable to live. And this really happened at a pivotal point where my mom was diagnosed with a almost fatal brain tumor. And in the process of her healing, she kind of pushed me away, which tends to be a normal response. But for me, without her approval, I found it very difficult to go about my daily life. And that propelled me to take a series of actions and really understand that at the core I did not have unconditional love for myself. And as I started taking these steps to learn what this means, the things I have to change, I realized that this isn't a problem that's unique to me. In fact, it's something I've witnessed my whole life, even as I was working in international development. And I realized that at the core, so many people lack the fundamental understandings and feelings of Unconditional love, and which really goes down to having proper self esteem.
0: Mm. And is this something you think that should be integrated at an elementary level? You know, 100%. The home?
1: Okay. 100%. We teach our children religion, ethics, but I don't understand why we don't teach our kids how to love themselves. And at the core, it is the parents' job to raise their child by telling them, you have amazing potential. I trust in your exploration of this potential, but also recognize that you're not perfect. When you think about it, your parents and my parents and their parents, maybe they'd had no idea that this was how they should do, go about it. I want to be really clear. So I want people to know that it's not out of a lack of love. Like my mom loved me like she would kill for me. She basically almost killed herself by bringing me here and doing everything for me. I felt very grateful. I felt very supported. But along the lines, there are a lot of things that happened that shifted me from knowing that I am loved and understanding that to questioning my right to existence. Mm. And we can get into that. I mean, my story is not unique to me. It's unique. It's goes for all of the people who basically have parents who brought them over from a durable country or country that's full of war and they sacrificed their life and for me it turned into survivor's guilt where I felt that I my life didn't belong to me did not make logical sense but that's how I felt and I know that a lot of other people who go through this process of going into the refugee system and coming out may feel this way so I also want to emphasize that your parents could also do everything right but you will still there'll still be gaps here and there and as when you become an adult and your conscious mind has developed it's up to you to go and and change all of the things that or fill in the gaps i would say of where you feel that unconditional love for yourself and that you understand you have a strong sense of self-worth which is like a realistic representation of who you are, an honest appreciation of who you are, and able to produce those positive feelings towards yourself. So I want
0: to dive a little bit deeper into the survivor's guilt and getting from that place to where you are now, because you speak so fluidly about self-love, about having gone through this journey, and having figured it out. And I imagine you're still very much in the process of figuring it out because it is a lifelong journey.
1: (laughs) Yes. But how did you learn to let go of that guilt? What was it even like? Guilt is a very useless emotion to embody, though we all do at some point in our lives. I, had to let it go, Sam. Like for me, I came to this point where I literally didn't know how to continue living my life. It was either I don't live anymore, or I figure out how to deal with this guilt. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but that's really in that moment, that's how I felt. And because I would not end my life, and I wouldn't do that to the people that I love, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to figure it out. And it started very small. Um, I was actually super hungover one morning, I think it was the 27th of December, and I crawled out of bed and I started gratitude journaling. That was my first step. Then I started putting a morning regimen where I would wake up and you know drink my water, have my coffee, work out. I started meditating regularly every single day. I went to see a therapist um, just for a brief period of time, and I'll explain why later, who incidentally was the one who said, you have survivor's guilt, you need to deal with it. I also picked up a self-esteem workbook and I started working through it and I also cut back on socializing with people who didn't maybe have the best intentions for me in their mind and I stopped putting myself in situations and places that weren't um, good for me. And I just did that work and as painful in many ways as it was, it was far less painful than living the way I was in my mind, where I felt that my life didn't really belong to me, and I had no control over my emotions. So going to the other side, after a couple of months, I felt like everything in my life changed, like even to the basic points of the men that started coming into my life, all of a sudden the men that I started dating, they were a whole different caliber. I met my current partner that I'm about to get married with, and everything in my life began elevating. And I honestly, at this point, I couldn't see how I would have lived any other way when I think about it now. And I'm really curious to know through all of this,
0: do you ever feel that ego got in the way of
1: shifting that energy? Was that something you battled with at any point? Yes, I definitely, definitely battled with that. Um, Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin with my ego. (laughs) I've learned to love my ego. My ego is now is here to guide me, protect me, warn me of what it is that I need to work on. So before when I would get triggered, I would ignore it and I tried to talk myself out of it. Um, And even with my work, you know, I was doing this really high um, caliber type of work. But really, it's not that I didn't like my job. Like I loved it. I was very passionate about it. But I knew that it wasn't for me. So my ego talked me a lot out of making the choices that were right for me. And probably the first time where I stood up to my ego was when I started going through my little steps that I was just talking about. My boss wanted to send me off to Liberia. And I said, no, I I can't leave. I need to take care of myself. And I risked getting fired, uh, which I almost did. But I, that was the first time that I said, you know what, if I get fired and I'm embarrassed and that's, so be it. Like my, my sense of self-worth, and my need to love myself is greater than my ego at this point. Wow. So definitely the battles with the ego are real. And it still took me another year after learning to love myself unconditionally to have the audacity to leave my job. And I was saying to Sam right before um, we started the podcast, my boss was actually the one who's like, you really don't want to be here. Why don't you go do what you love? <laughs> And so the ego and I, we, we go way back.
0: It's so interesting. And I asked that question almost selfishly because it's something that as I've taken a huge career change battled with myself, my ego got in the way of really just hearing my inner dialogue and what it is that I truly wanted. And I really have you to thank for being able to navigate that piece of my journey because you were that person. You played that role that your boss did and you're like, "Well, it kind of seems like you know what you want to do, but you know, let's go through this journey together and and explore some of that and held space in a way that felt safe. It felt like you saw what it is that I wanted. You heard what I was too afraid to actually say aloud mm-hmm. and got me to confront it in a way that it actually felt really good like i had that ego was almost masking itself as fear and i was like i don't want to listen to it i don't want to hear it <laughs> and working yeah. with you really helped to to put that fear at bay and to actually embrace what it was that i was you know like
1: screaming inside I am so honored that I was a part of this process. And you know what really happened is that Sam really knew what she wanted. And the problem is that sometimes our ego, it plays a role with even within our subconscious mind, which is our automatic thinking patterns. So by going in, what we did is we went into a state of hypnosis and we placed in some really strong core values of her, bringing them to the forefront of her automatic thinking pattern. And what happens is that, you know, that starts becoming familiar to your mind and know that your mind will always do what's familiar. So if being afraid or, you know, you had spent years now working on your entrepreneurial journey and really identifying with that solo entrepreneur and for you to start breaking away from that identity became a threat to your mind Mm. and to your existence almost, right? We will always do how we identify with and it was just even though it was clear at your core you wanted to make a shift it sometimes is just about well let's make that shift familiar for the mind let's create that safe space and really put kind of a mirror in front of you and say okay well this is going to be the person this is who i'm going to step into if that makes sense the way i explained it
0: i mean it makes sense to me because it was totally transformational (laughs) so i i do think that you explained it really really well. And one of the exercises that you had me go through, which I found so helpful and I still use to this day, before we had started the session, you kind of said, okay, well, what is it that you, that you really want to achieve? What do you want to come out of this with? And I said, I want to come out with confidence and I want to come out with clarity of what Mm -hmm. this next step looks like. And one of the visualization exercises was seeing the seeds of confidence and clarity Mm. being planted within me. And you encouraged me every time I pass a mirror to look at myself in the eyes and say with so much self-love that the seeds of confidence and clarity have been planted within me. And I can honestly feel them growing. And I see myself becoming more confident in this decision. I see myself gaining more clarity. I can say with complete certainty that I feel I've made the right call. And having the, the exercise has been helpful in reminding me of that in, in those little moments, you know, when you're getting ready for work or you're finally taking a pee break because you've just been glued <laughs> to your computer for so long. yeah. And having that, you know, I have to say has, has really cemented my self-love and felt, like
1: really helped me feel more comfortable with this huge change. And I love that you're saying that because these metaphorical seeds, they play a real role in shaping your thinking pattern, your thought process, and allowing you to tap into the solutions and learning to trust your own intuition and lead your life that way in an effective way. And this is why I believe in doing spiritual healing, doing hypnosis and Giving people back their power because essentially that's what I did. You always had that in you. I just kind of said, "Hey, why don't you shift your focus here and give yourself that rise?" Because you have all the answers in you, and this is one of the reasons why I went into the field I'm in now. And one of the reasons why it's not that I don't like traditional therapy. Um, it's definitely served a role in my life, but when i was seeing a therapist we talked a lot about the problem always talking about the problem going around it but never giving no one ever gave me the tools that i needed when it came to managing my own mind and leading myself Mm. so i find that there's such a power in giving people that and giving yourself that opportunity because you have the solutions inside you And just by planting these metaphorical seeds in your subconscious mind, and what I did with you, Sam, was put a post-hypnotic trigger. That's the mirror. So every day as you pass in front of the mirror, there's just a split second just like that. You look at yourself in the mirror. See, I see the seed of confidence and clarity within me. And as you allow it to grow every day in every way, it allows you to embrace the thinking patterns and the energy and mindset of the leader that you truly are within. Okay. It's like, we're
0: doing it all over again. (laughs) I love it. And I have to say though, for full transparency, for those listening, I had a lot of resistance and hesitation before speaking to Atena. And when I finally decided to go in, I think those barriers had come down. I went in with an open mind. I still went in thinking, I don't really know if this is going to work for me and came out feeling like there was a major shift immediately. And of course, you know, other things that followed that I needed to take action on that I needed to continue to keep myself accountable to, but hugely valuable. And, and I do feel that there was a major intrinsic evolution, but there's also extrinsic factors when we're talking about self-love and when we're talking about change. Mm -hmm. And even if we feel confident in controlling our own emotions, there are, Often circumstances that are beyond our control and that Mm -hmm. test us and our ability to love ourselves. And in these cases, we're often encouraged to toughen up, to take it on the chin, or to develop thick skin. But in a recent article of yours, Atena, you actually recommend the opposite. Can you share why?
1: Yes. So my article is called The Opposite of Thick Skin. Um, Because, Sam, basically what I believe in is, first of all, confidence is one component of self-love. Confidence comes from building your competencies. And you can be extremely confident and still have not that much self-esteem and self-love inside you. So what I believe is that when you are triggered with something, instead of building up a wall and spending so much energy protecting what's being triggered, allow yourself to expose that vulnerability and let it heal, release it, because being conscious and accepting of your weaknesses is going to set you free.
0: I love it. So, I mean, I've been, I have not been secretive about (laughs) the importance that you've played in this journey of mine. And with it being My first ever hypnotic experience, it was also one of the most important things that I've done to usher me through the biggest career decision that I've ever made. And I feel like I would be doing the audience a complete disservice if I didn't ask you to guide us through a mini session live on this episode. Would
1: you be willing to do so? Uh, I would love to do that. So first thing I want to say is that, um, I mean, I won't do a whole hypnosis, but I'll do a very quick um, guided meditation that will really, really bring your energy into a more um, grounded vibration. What I want to say that I completely understand, by the way, when people are scared of hypnosis, is just because we have this mystical idea or mystical is not the right word. We, we think of stage hypnosis or like mentalists and people who do voodoo and stuff. But really, I want to tell you guys that hypnosis is simply a very, very focused state of relaxation. And when you get into that focus state of relaxation, your conscious, critical, analytical mind that you hear all day gets to calm down and you get to access your subconscious mind, which is the one that always wins, by the way. So whatever is going on in your subconscious mind, know that all your emotions, all of your goal seeking, all of your long-term thinking, your literal thinking, all of that is in your subconscious. So If you consciously keep saying that I want to do this, I want to do that, but then you end up not doing it, you end up sabotaging it, know that it's because in your subconscious you believe something completely different or you want something completely different. So like with you, Sam, in your subconscious, you knew the career choice for you. You knew Mm -hmm. what you were supposed to do, but your conscious mind kept trying to talk you out of it. And so all we did was relax that critical conscious mind, go into the subconscious, take that inner voice and really bring it out. Okay, so sit back in your chair and relax. Make sure that you are not driving a car or doing anything like holding your baby while you're doing this. So roll your shoulders back and uncross your legs if they're crossed. Let your legs um, be touching, your feet be touching the ground in particular and have your arms by your side. And as you roll your shoulders back, I want you to breathe in through your nose and intentionally bring that breath all the way to your lower belly, holding it there for just a moment, and then breathing out, letting go, letting your body relax just a little bit more. And if you have a hard time breathing in that deeply... Allow yourself to breathe out and exhale just a bit more and with more intention. That's what's going to let you breathe in more deeply. So you can also close your eyes at this point and breathe in through your nose, letting it travel all the way to your lower belly. Hold it there and breathe out. Exhale, letting your shoulders drop just a little bit more. Another deep breath in through the nose, letting it travel all the way to your lower belly. Hold it right there. Breathe out, let go just a little bit more. Final deep breath into the nose, letting it go all the way to your lower belly. Hold it right there and exhale fully. Now I want you to take three deep breaths into your heart. So breathe into your nose, Hold it right there in your heart and breathe out, letting go just a little bit more. Another deep breath in through the nose, hold it right there in your heart, breathe out, let go just a little bit more. Final deep breath into the heart, hold it right there and exhale fully. Now, I want you to tense up all of your body, every single inch of your body. So tense up your face, squeeze your eyes, squeeze, 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 squeeze your mouth, squeeze your fists, squeeze your biceps, squeeze your chest, your bum, your abs, your thighs, your feet, and let go. Let your body feel loose. Let it feel slightly limp. And I want you now to continue breathing in and out in a fluid manner. And whatever felt better, whether that was breathing into your nose all the way to your lower belly or whether it was breathing to your heart, I want you to intentionally focus that breath to go there each and every time. And as you're breathing now, allow your forehead to relax. Let your eyebrows separate. Let your eyelids feel heavy, 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 heavy. Allow that relaxation to go into your nose, around your chin, your cheeks, and all the way around your ears. And as you allow your ears to relax, notice that the sound of life begins to relax around you too. And you hear my voice and any other noises going in and out knowing that none of it really matters. All that really matters is that you continue breathing into your nose. And as you breathe out, letting your body relax just a little bit more. And now allow that relaxation to travel down your neck, all the way to your shoulders, letting your shoulders drop even heavier. Letting that relaxation now travel to your biceps, your elbows, your arms, your wrists, and feeling it in the palm of your hands, and feeling that heat almost in the palm of your hands as you relax and you breathe in and you breathe out. And with that next breath, as you allow it to travel in your heart, letting it travel throughout your body, feel it flowing down your back and into your lower belly, And as you breathe out, dropping in just a little bit deeper. And with that next breath, feel your hips relax. Feel your bum sinking into your seat. And feeling that relaxation going through your thighs, your knees, your calves and feeling your feet now on the ground, noticing that you can feel your breath going into your nose and going all the way to your toes and feeling your feet really grounded, feeling your body present exactly where you are, feeling your energy shifting into the present moment. And as you allow yourself to shift into the present moment, take a moment to feel grateful for where you are exactly in this moment, embracing all of the wonderful miracles that happen within each and every day. And thank your mind and body for carrying all of the energies inside you And for being here with you as you take a moment to pause and relax. And whenever you're ready, you can either start wiggling around or you can stay in this position for as long as you want. You can press pause on this podcast. But if you are ready to come back into the room, in a more present way you can begin by stretching out your fingers moving from side to side Bring your arms up into the air stretching and opening your eyes and noticing that you just took about five minutes to just release any energy any tension in your body and Allowing yourself to drop into where you are. And when you're ready, you can take a deep breath in and exhale and go about your day. Thank you so
0: much for that. That was lovely. Awesome. Happy you enjoyed it
1: if you want more of these um, little bits of very quick guided meditations, that was really just five minutes. And um, if you allow yourself to go through it, it's very rapid. It's very beneficial to do this um, throughout the day, even as you shift from one activity to the other. But you can find a lot of these on my YouTube channel, um, Pretty Happy Habits. That's the YouTube link. (laughs) And my website is www.prettyhappyhabits.com.
0: Incredible. Atena, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much
1: for having me, Sam.
0: Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.